The Productive Woman, Episode 60. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. So thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to talk through my process for planning a project and how to set systems in place to get a project completed. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com 60. This episode is brought to you by PrepDish. PrepDish is a meal planning service that's your secret weapon for putting delicious, healthy meals on the table. PrepDish provides gluten-free and paleo meal plan options created by a personal chef who's also a registered dietitian. And these, these meal plans come complete with shopping lists that you can print out, preparation instructions, all of this at a very low monthly price. And the Productive Woman listeners can try the service at a very special rate of only $4 for the first month by going to prepdish.com productive. And I'll share a little more about this later. Before I get started, once more, I want to remind you, uh, I would very much appreciate your help with the show. If you haven't already done so, please take three minutes or so to complete the listener survey at theproductivewoman.com slash survey. Thanks to you who've done so, so far, and I, I really appreciate the feedback. So this week, I'm talking about project planning. And uh, I thought I'd talk you through kind of the process that I use to plan a project uh, to be the most efficient and to get these things done. Starting out though, what's the difference between a project and a task? I I wanted to talk about this a little bit because uh, understanding our terms will make it easier for you to kind of follow through what I'm talking about here. To me, when I'm talking about a task, this is something that can be completed by one person in a single session at a, at a single time, single place, whereas a project is anything that involves more than one task. And it may not be as obvious as you might think the, what constitutes a task versus a project, but really if there is more than one step, no matter how tiny those steps might be, then it's a project or or maybe what I would call a mini project and you need to treat it as such. So we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go along. So what are the steps to planning a project? Uh, I'm going to talk you through the process that I use. I would love to hear your feedback about uh, the steps that you take to get a project planned and ready to go. I thought as an example, I uh, to illustrate the steps, I would use a, a project that I've been working on lately, and that is planning a, a small wedding reception for my youngest sister who got married earlier this summer. Uh, the family wasn't able to be there just because of the timing, uh, but we wanted to celebrate with them, and so we're hosting a, a reception at our farm in uh, just a couple weeks now. And so I applied the process that I always use to planning that event, that my job as, as hosting it, and I'll take you through those, uh, those steps with that as an example. So the f- very first step is to define the project. 
What is the outcome you want? What will success look like? Uh, and uh, for me, the um, the outcome I wanted was a nice sort of classy but casual celebration of my sister's wedding. I wanted it to be consistent with her personality, nicely done, but with you know a reasonable budget and on a specific date that worked for everybody. So I had to have an image in my mind bef- going into it of what the outcome would be uh, that I wanted. And that's the first step in planning a project is to define that project. The second step is to break it down into its components. And uh, these are the steps basically that need to be taken to get from here to there, whatever there is, that outcome that we've planned. And a lot of times, although as you know, I'm very... um, digitally or or organized uh, i used a digital planning tools and a digital task manager and digital calendars and all those things in my phone and my computers sometimes with projects i will actually sit down to do the brainstorming part with a legal pad and a pencil or a pen and um the idea is to list everything i can think of that's a part of that project whatever the project might be and The same is going to apply to, you know, writing a book or a report for work or planning a vacation for the family or just anything like this. So the first step was to define it, identify what the outcome, successful outcome would look like. Second step is breaking it down into those components. And that comes, uh, can, can involve some brainstorming. I start with the big picture and then break it down into the areas. What are the necessary pieces of the project? So for example, for the wedding reception, there were, uh, we would want some flowers. We would want a cake. We'll want food. We need to choose a date and, um, identify the guest list, get invitations out. So those are all pieces of, you know, get the house ready because we're having it at, at our home. Uh, And so my first step here, or the first part of of step two of breaking it into its components is kind of identifying these big, big sections or areas or components of the project. Then once I've done that, I'll break each area down into its smallest pieces, into the tasks. These smallest pieces are the tasks that go into my task manager for existence. Uh, for example, get a cake is not a task. If you if I put that on my task, you know, my to-do list or into my task manager, uh, I, I can't do that in one step. That So getting a cake for this wedding reception is a mini project, and it involved several steps. First of all, call my sister to find out what kind of cake she likes, then research wedding cake bakers in the area. Then once I've identified some options, call them or email them and get quotes. Uh, Once I have the quotes and and make sure I find one that I feel like they can create the kind of cake we want and uh, deliver it on the day we want it, then then I needed to choose a baker. Then order the cake from that baker and then make arrangements to either pick up or have the cake delivered. So each of the, the, the secret to successful completion of a project is to break every component of it down into actual tasks. Again, these are things, uh, tasks are things that can be done in one session. 
And as a, as a kind of a tip, I guess, for when you, if you find yourself having trouble getting started on a task that you have on your to-do list, consider whether it's really a mini project. Uh, and that's maybe why you're holding up. When I find myself unable to get started or kind of feeling some reluctance to, to, to start on a particular task, it's often because I've put it on as a task, but it's really a mini project within itself, and I need to break it down even smaller. And I, I've used the example, I think, in the past of when I was planning, I'm planning a business trip, and I needed to um, make plane reservations. And I had make plane reservations on my to-do list. And it sat there for several days, and I would look at it and think, oh, I can't do that right now. Well, because making plane reservations really in that case at least was a mini project because there were there were smaller pieces of it that had to be done or could be done in just a few seconds or or a couple of minutes look up the agenda for the event and find out what time I had to be at the hotel and how far the hotel was or is from the airport then go to the uh, the airline website to see uh, what my flight options were that would get me to the hotel in time, and so on. So again, if you're finding yourself hesitating or having trouble getting started on a task that you have on your to-do list or in your task manager, look at it again and think, all right, are there smaller pieces of it that I can break off and do right now? If I can't, um, you know, I don't know, make, I can't make my doctor appointment. Maybe that seems like a task, I've got, you know, that you need to make a, an appointment for your physical. Well, every time you look at it, you think, oh, I can't do that. Why? Because I don't know the doctor's phone number. I need to look that up first. So break that down, that little mini project down into the smaller pieces. First step is to go look up the phone number. I may not have time to make the appointment right now, but I could, you know, Google or, or look in my address book or whatever I need to do to find the phone number. I think you get my point. The idea is to break everything down at this second step of, of project planning, get everything broken down into actual tasks, things that can be done by one person in one session. And uh, creating the, the list of tasks in the various areas is can be a little bit ongoing. It's something I'll work on over the course of a couple of days, and as I think of other things, I'll add them to the list. So step one, defining the project. Step two, breaking it down into its components all the way down to the task level. Step three for me, then, is to identify the resources that I'll need, whether it's supplies and materials, equipment or tools that I need, information that I need, and uh, whatever that may be, in this case, um, uh, you know, I needed, to, I need to, one of the things I had to add to my list of things to do was to make sure I had the right serving dishes. Uh, another one was to get with my husband and make sure the, that our gas, our grill is ready to be used and that we have propane because uh, my sister wanted something very casual and we're going to we're going to grill we're going to have a wedding cake and some of those fun things but so those were all um, resources that I needed materials that we need uh, you know I and thinking through 
the project in your head, what are those resources that you're going to need, and create a task or you know maybe more than one task to buy or borrow whatever of those resources you don't already own, maybe another task to assemble or prepare the ones that you do have, such as researching uh, information, for me, maybe uh, assembling and making, you know, pulling out the serving dishes I'm going to want to use and make sure I've got enough and decide whether I need another tablecloth or, you know, those sorts of things. So uh, uh, that's, that's my third step is identifying the resources and from that tasks will be added to the list dealing with assembling and preparing those resources. Step four for me is to identify whose help or input will be needed and and then to create a task for each of those people. Uh, the task would be to schedule a meeting with them or an appointment or a phone call to get their input or, or get their help or whatever those things. And if I make appointments uh, to talk to someone or to work uh, get input from someone, then the appointments go on my calendar. I don't, I keep, as we've talked before in the past, I keep my to-dos separate from my calendar. My calendar is only for time-based appointments that have to, you know, that are scheduled for a particular day and time. Uh, so I identify, you know, in this case, like I said, I needed to talk with my husband to make sure the grill was ready. I needed to talk with my sister about what kind of flowers she likes. I needed to get with some other family members about assembling the guest list. And so each of those were added to my uh, task manager as a to-do, as something that needed to get done. So we have uh, defined the project. We have broken it down into its component parts. We have uh, identified the resources that we need and created tasks around those. We have identified the people whose help or input will be needed. You know, had to call the cleaning lady to come and, and clean the house, get, get that on the schedule. Uh, and then number five would be to go back now and put all the steps in order. So I've created all these tasks. I've created first the areas of things that needed to be done, sort of the big picture mini projects and the tasks beneath them. And now step five for me is to put these in order. What has to get done first? What has to get done next? And so on. Are there any lead time items that need to get started on right away? For me, you know, calling the florist, uh, identifying the cake baker, those sorts of things. And are these steps sequential or are they parallel? A sequential project is the kind where steps, you know, the third and fourth things can't get done until the first and second things get started. I can't, uh, to be kind of input, put it in simple terms, I can't order the cake until I know what kind of cake uh, Melissa wants. And so that's sort of a sequential uh, project in that I've got to do s certain things before I can do the next things. Parallel projects are the kinds of projects that can be, you can be do, working on different tasks kind of at the same time. And overall, this project was, is more of a parallel project that I can be working on flowers and on the cake and on the menu and on, you know, different things simultaneously.
or on the kind of on parallel tracks, which is where we come from. It's helpful to know what kind of project it is that you're working on for for later steps. But for this step of organizing your tasks, organizing what you're doing, and putting them in order, knowing what you're going to get started with first. Number six, or step six for me, would be uh, that if I did the initial brainstorming on paper, my next step then would be to set the project up in my task manager. That for me, that's omnifocus for personal projects or for everything except my law practice. And as I've said in, in past episodes, I use Nosby for, uh, as a task manager for my law practice because it's available for me on the PC um, or on the Windows-based PC that I have to work at the, on at the office. But everything else that I do is done in OmniFocus, which is a, an Apple-only task manager. And I'll get it set up there. And the nice thing about that is uh, both of those allow me to add contexts to each task or each piece of the project and by context the way I set it up and lots of people do this differently but uh, it's sort of where this this task can or should be done and so I have a context for errands if there are things that I need that are I'm going to have to be you know go to town to do or be out and about to get done I'll tag them as errands if there are phone calls that need to be made, I have a context for that. If it's something that has to be done when I'm at the computer, I have a context for computer. And so I go through and as I'm entering these into my task manager and I put them in the order that I want them to be in or that I think they need to be done, and I assign a context to those that have a, you know, I have a context for anywhere, which are the kinds of things that I can do no matter where I am. But the advantage to assigning a context to the ta tasks is that these digital uh, task managers will let you sort by context. So if I'm going to be going into town to, for whatever reason, I can sort and pull up the the tasks that need that are errands and see all right which ones of these can I knock out while I'm in town if I'm about to make some phone calls I can sort and pull out the the tasks that are phone calls and say can I make two or three of these all at the same time when I'm kind of in that mode or that frame of mind of making uh, making phone calls same thing if I'm at the computer and so on so I to me that's a really useful approach to uh, tagging each of these or labeling them depending on which task manager you're using but the ability to sort them by the context or where you're going to be able to uh, um, work on them or where you need to work on them uh, so that's a big piece of it also I, I sort of have this as step eight but it's kind of all this part of the same process of getting things set up in the task manager are there deadlines and for me, I calculate, I look at what's the ultimate deadline for the project, whatever the project is, whether it's a, a deadline for a book to be turned into an editor uh, or a report to be turned into your boss or the date of departure for the family vacation. In this case, it was the date that we had settled on for, for the 
reception to occur after you know working it out with my uh, with Melissa and her new husband's work schedule and all these other things. So the deadline for everything is that date. That's the ultimate deadline, and you calculate back from that uh, to all right. If I'm going to have the cake ready for you know for one o'clock on Sunday which is when we're having the reception. When do I need to have it delivered? I, well, I'd like to have it there by 1230. When do I have to have it ordered, et cetera? And you kind of calculate back from that, assign deadlines for the various component tasks, and give yourself some cushion time if you can, because things happen. You know, we, we as busy women, we know that. Things happen and things don't get done on the timing that we thought they were going to be. And so if possible, allow yourself a little more time than you think you're going to need to get these things done. Uh, and all of these things, I want to back up and say, if you're not a digital person, and I, we've had guests on the show and different people I've talked to that are that prefer to use paper calendars and paper planners, and you can do all this without going digital. For me, that's what works best. But maybe you brainstorm on paper, on a legal pad, and then instead of putting all this stuff into your computer or your smartphone or whatever, you set up a little notebook for the project. If it's a big enough project that there's a lot of information to be kept up, and maybe you're going to have tabs for each of the areas. So using my example, I might have a tab for the flowers and a tab for the, the food and a tab for the cake. Uh, a tab for the guest list, uh, a tab for, I don't know, miscellaneous. And within those tabs, then maybe you have a page for the tasks and you might have a, a page for your errands and everything that's got, that goes onto the to-do list, each of the tasks that involves you going somewhere to to do something, you know, to look at the flowers or what, whatever your your project would call for, that would go on the list of, of errands and phone calls and et cetera. You'd have a separate list for each. So you, a lot of people do things that way they're, where they're going to have a notebook for the project and you just keep that up to date and you keep it with you. And the same principles still apply because you can sort them by having a page for each context, as I was saying. So just just something to think about if you're not the kind of person that likes to work on uh, digitally or electronically. So we've set up our tasks, we've entered our deadlines, and then the really important key when you set these deadlines up is to, or you enter your deadlines, is to set reminders for them. Now for me, again, I'm working digitally, electronically, so I have, uh, you know, my my reminder set so that my phone will beep at me or flash some, my computer will flash something at me to let me know, hey, you've got this deadline coming up that you've got to get X accomplished by tomorrow or whatever the timer is that sets on. Remember, this, the things we've talked about in the past, it's important to get all these things into a system, whatever your system is, so that your mind doesn't have to be occupied with trying to remember oh, I've got to remember to do this by X date. Have it in a system where a reminder will come to you, and then you don't have to think about it again. I also then, as number nine on my list, I guess, I schedule daily or we and weekly review times to kind of look over my to-do list, whether it's digital or paper, however you set it up, 
if you have a regular time, you know, whether it's three o'clock every afternoon or from, you know, each Sunday afternoon or whatever time works for you, where you look over the entire project, you look at all the lists, you, if you have a notebook, you scan through the pages of your notebook to make sure that nothing's getting skip, uh, slipped through the cracks, you haven't thought of anything else that needs to be done, and everything's getting done in an orderly way. That review time really is key to successfully managing a, a project through to completion. So schedule that at the, at the outset of your planning so that you know that you're going to be doing this. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. If you do the daily review, I'm talking about 30 to 60 seconds, just kind of skimming through to see if there's anything you needed to do today that uh, you, you haven't done yet or anything to look ahead for tomorrow, just to stay on top of it. And then the weekly review, maybe you spend five or 10 or 15 minutes, depending on the complexity of your project, to look through the whole thing again and think through where you are, what your progress is like, anybody you need to talk to, et cetera. So the review uh, time is really, really crucial, I think. And then step 10 is to execute. You've made this plan, so now you work the plan. You, you've got your to-do list. You've got it organized. You've thought through everything. You've got the... Um, scheduled the time to talk to the people that need to be involved. You've identified what your resources are that you're going to need, and you've put the tasks on your list to get those things. And you just start at, at the top of your list and work your way through it, and you you work the plan. And the, the sort of mini piece of, uh, or, or maybe 10, 10B, that was 10A, and 10B is to celebrate. Remember to celebrate when the project is completed and it's been successful and you feel good about it and maybe take a little time afterwards to look back through how did the process work for you how could you maybe do it differently next time what what could you have done better uh, do a little bit of post-mortem to to both celebrate the completion of it but also to think to how you can do better next time so that's a, kind of a quick run through of the process that I use to organize a project. And I, you know, I gave you the example of this reception, but I use the same process for any kind of project that I do. When I, uh, I'm a lawyer at my day job, I do real estate transaction work. And when I have a new transaction come in, I set up a project in Nosby for that whatever that transaction is. And whenever I think of, uh, I may plan what I know at the outset that needs to get done. Uh, you know, I've got to get a checklist done, maybe get a purchase agreement drafted, whatever the things are, those all go in there. And then whenever I think of something else that maybe needs to get done, instead of trying to remember, I just add it to that project list in Nosby. And I go through all these steps every time. And if it's a mini project, maybe you don't paper it as uh, intensely as this process that I've described. But the concepts are the same of thinking through it ahead of time, getting it down on paper or, you know, electronically into your system and having reminders and review times in place to, to keep you moving along. I have 
prepared a simple template for this planning process. This is just a little PDF that kind of takes you through the steps and has some blank areas for you to scribble notes, uh, if, for you to use this maybe as a starting point for your own thinking in a project planning process. If you have a, a project coming up, maybe this will be helpful to you. It's nothing very fancy, but it might be helpful, it, and it, it takes you through all these steps. And so this is something you can find. Uh, it should be available by the time this episode goes live. You can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash project, and you can download that for free. So that's my uh, gift to you, and hope, hope it helps you. So what do you think? This, is, this has been my outline of my process. Do you have any questions about project planning that we could talk about or suggestions about how to do it more efficiently and effectively? What works for you? Because this is what has worked for me, but maybe you've got a better system, something that works for you that might be of, of value or interest for other listeners. I would love to hear from you either with questions or suggestions. So share those thoughts by any of the usual means. You can uh, comment in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 60. And there's a comment section down there. Or uh, you can go to the Productive Woman's Facebook page and post a question or a comment or a suggestion there. If you want to share your thoughts, your questions or whatever with me privately, you can always, as always, email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or if you've got something that might be worth sharing, I'd love it if you would uh, share that via a voice message. There's a button in the show notes. There's a button on the website. There's a button on the Facebook page that you can click on and just share your thoughts. You know, keep it to a minute or so. And uh, and let me know if it's something you don't mind me sharing in a future episode with other listeners. And I would love that, to hear from you. Uh, As always, I'd like to remind you, if you haven't done it yet, I would love it if you would rate and review the show in iTunes or Stitcher or both, whatever's convenient for you. Those reviews and those ratings are very valuable in helping other listeners find the show. But for me, even it's more important to get the feedback from you and know what I'm doing right, what I could do better, etc. So always you can share those. You can always email me, but a, a review on iTunes would be really awesome. You can go, there's the links in the show notes, or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and you can do it there. So thanks so much. A couple of quick things, uh, other reminders that I am available to speak at your events. So if you have a woman's group or a retreat or business teams or whatever, that might be interested in the topics that we talk about on this show, tailored, of course, to that group, I'd love to talk with you about it. So you can send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can call me at 972-656-0308, and we can talk about how I might be able to help you out. I was honored recently to be a guest on the Spark My Muse podcast, that's published just this week, or it was made available just this week. You can check that out at lisadelay.com, and uh, let me know what you think of that. 
And finally, of course, remember to respond to the listener survey if you haven't done that yet. Lots of things, lots of ways you can participate in the conversation here. But the survey is at theproductivewoman.com slash survey. Before we wrap up, I do want to tell you just a little bit more about our sponsor, Prep Dish. And I am, I'm really excited about uh, partnering with Prep Dish because I think what they offer really could be of, of value to a lot of you. They have a special page for the Productive Woman listeners at prepdish.com slash productive. And you can learn more there and get and sign up for the special offer if you're interested. I mean, for, for a lot of us, one of the huge challenges we deal with as women, especially if we have a family to care for, is getting meals on the table. And, and I have always honestly kind of struggled with figuring out what to, what to cook. That, that was always the hard part for me. Well, um, the, the prep dish is a great solution to this problem. And if you've got, if you are one of the many who are serving, wanting to serve gluten-free meals or, or on the paleo diet, even a greater solution. Prep dish is a meal planning service that lets you shop once, prep once and eat tasty, healthy meals all week. Each week, those who are subscribed to the surface, uh, or to the, um, to the service, get an email that has a grocery list that you can print out and instructions for prepping your meals. And it's the design of it is that you spend a couple hours one day a week kind of getting the main ingredients all assembled and prepared and ready to go. And then during the week, you, you can spend anywhere from maybe 10 minutes to 20, 25 minutes for finishing off whatever it is for the meal for that night. So, I mean, it's a really great idea. You, you prep, spend a couple hours and then you, on one day and you've got weeks or meals ready for the rest of the week. So it's a very efficient way to answer that what's for dinner question. And it's not only a great time sa- saver, but the meals are delicious. Like, for instance, last week's menu uh, menus included uh, grainy mustard chicken thighs with acorn squash halves and sautéed spinach which looked really yummy hazelnut pork chops and a shrimp stir fry with sesame almond quinoa quinoa uh, and they there's always a dessert option that's included and in various things so really really tasty looking recipe options and the meals all of them are made with real food there's nothing processed included and there are gluten-free and paleo options which is really great for for those who follow one or both of those these are planned by a woman who is a personal chef professionally trained as such and a registered dietitian so the meals are both delicious and they're very healthy and as i've said uh, the, the service is really a reasonable price to begin with, but they're offering the Productive Woman listeners a special rate of only $4 for the first month. So that's a dollar for each week's meal plans. I, I, it looks to me like this is perfect for somebody who's new to paleo uh, or maybe for a veteran paleo person that's looking for some new meal ideas. Or, you know, if you're new to the gluten-free thing, it's something that's important to you for your health, but you need some ideas, this is really going to be helpful. Uh, they, they let you get set up once and be, have great meals the rest of the week so that it saves time for you to do the other things that matter to you. So please do visit prepdish.com productive to get started today. And thank you to Prep Dish for supporting the productive woman. 
And that, my friends, is it for this episode. Thank you for spending this time with me. I'm always glad that you're here. I hope you found something in this that's useful to you. I really would love to hear your feedback and your ideas and suggestions on the, the project planning that we talked about this week. Uh, so please write, call, send a voice message, whatever. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.